This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. Hello from our um, virtual quarantines in Colorado and Texas. I'm Emily Jarenka. And I'm Emily Cornell. And um, we're here for another episode of Sports and Corks. Um, so just to kind of start off, we will jump right into what everyone is talking about right now, which is Tiger King. Uh, Emily, what did you, so you've watched the whole show by now, right? Yes. So I initially only watched the first episode and was like, oh my goodness, this is just too much. I can't keep watching this show. Um, but then as pop culture is the only thing that we have right now. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll finish watching this so we can talk about it. Um, by the end of the show, I was like, every single person is like a villain. It's like a show of, like about villains who are trying to like take each other down. It is wild. Yeah. Um, what were your initial thoughts of the show? Um, It's just weird because like, there are people that, like they're all terrible in their own way. But yeah. um, it, like, makes you root for them in a weird way. Um, what do you mean? Like, I feel like you're kind of choosing which, which person you support of of the people in this feud. Um, and, but, like, they're all terrible people, so you shouldn't be picking sides for anyone. Does that make sense? Um, Yes. Like, I I found myself rooting for certain people during the show, and I didn't like that because they're all terrible. Like, when you say rooting for them, obviously there's, like, a no winning. And for folks who've not watched Tiger King, um, it's a documentary on Netflix about this man who lives in Oklahoma and has all these tigers... Um, but it goes between him and these other people who also have tigers on, like, would you consider it, like, animal rescue, or, it's not really, like, nobody's necessarily, like, creating an animal sanctuary, I guess Carol kind of is. Uh, Yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, like, they're doing it for a profit, like, they're making a ton of money off of this, so, even if, in a way, they are saving the animals, like, it's for profit, so. Yeah, and and the way, like, as the story unfolds throughout the seven episodes, like, you do see that it's not not for profit. Like, even nonprofits, like, have to turn a profit to continue operating. However, I don't think any of, like, Joe Exotic, the doc guy, and Carol, like, none of them I would consider nonprofits in the way they were operating, but that wasn't something that was super 
a super big part of like the storyline. But basically, it's all these people who are doing wild things with these large jungle cats that I don't I don't know about you. I've never seen a tiger in the wild in America. Not in the wild, like only ever in a zoo. Yeah, like they had and then like the stats they showed at the end, there are more like tigers in captivity in this country than there are in the wild, like in their natural habitat of like Asia. Yeah, I did not realize something I learned was that I didn't know how many or how few tigers there were in the world in the wild. Yeah, like, I mean, their number was like 4,000, but that... But then there were like one to 3,000 in captivity in the U.S., I think they said. There was, it was a large number that I was appalled by, and... I think in the beginning of the show, I was just surprised how easily people are just like, oh, yeah, I bought a tiger cub. Like, it was nothing. Like, you just go to the pet store and you're like, yeah. uh, no, show me the big cats. Like, I, I don't want this, like, Persian cat. No, I want a tiger. I want something that turns into, like, a several hundred pound animal. Yeah, I was also just like, what? Like, how are these people just buying these crazy animals? Like, not just tigers, but just all these wild exotic animals and like it was like oh i'm gonna go adopt a kitten from the animal shelter like many questions about that um (laughs) well like the man who him and his wife and i don't remember their names but they were like later in the show but they like took care of monkeys like she had the whole like closet of baby clothes oh that was weird that was so I didn't even know. And then, like, you don't hear a ton about them throughout the show. There's just, like, that one episode where you, like, hear about them maybe being shady. But I'm like, they have a house full of animals. (laughs) Yeah. There were so many good, like, one-liners from this show, too. Yes. Um, Yes. If you haven't watched it, you need to give it a try. I mean, at the very least, you'll, you'll understand what the memes are all about. And like, yes, right now, memes are basically a mix of, I would say, like maybe 60% um, coronavirus stuff, quarantine stuff, and then like 40% Tiger King. Like, <laughs> it's pretty much one or the other. So, um, it's good to be in the know. Oh, yeah. And it's definitely more fun than the coronavirus memes. Like, yeah, because it's not, there's like, yeah. stressful. <laughs> there's so many different ways they can you can take it with Tiger King because like um, there's so many different things happening throughout this whole show that ultimately ends where like, it, I would assume it left off like t- at the end of last year, right. Where it says where everyone's at. Um, but it just, it's wild what people are doing in Oklahoma and Florida. Like <laughs> it just wasn't based off of like the news. It just wasn't surprising that it was Florida and Oklahoma Oh, for sure. Totally makes sense. That checks out. Um, Like, my roommate and I watched the first episode together, and he's like, I bet this is in Florida. And then they, like, cut to Florida, and I'm like, oh, my God, of course it is. (laughs) Like, I and part of me was like, maybe it'll be in, like, West Virginia. Like, no. Um, Nope. Florida. And Oklahoma is primarily where this show takes place. 
it was interesting towards the end when they talked about like the different zoos and the one that was Joe Exotics and how they were like, we should move closer to the Texas border because Oklahoma doesn't have money, but like Texas does. And um, obviously most people watching this show aren't trying to like learn about the, <laughs> the disparities between Oklahoma and Texas. But that was like something that really fed into the show. If you like thought about all of those guys that ended up working for Joe Exotic, like I am going to assume just because of like the socioeconomic mix like thrown in there in Oklahoma, that was like how he got all these guys working on his working at his zoo, like in a very shady way. Yeah, definitely not upstanding business going on. No. Well, I'm glad they didn't say at the beginning that like people are doing meth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so quite the cast of characters. Like <laughs> the the guy with that did all of the interviews with no shirt. Yeah. And oh his hairy chest is so gross. I was just like, but why? Why are you showing up? And his with four no shirt? four teeth. <laughs> that's what happens when you do meth but he got all of his teeth replaced so now he has a normal smile he does yeah if you look look it up i don't oh, remember man. what his old name I, is but the other guy the one who his legs were like amputated yeah. like he also had like good teeth at the end i noticed his and I was wondering if he also was doing meth and the way they lived the people that lived on that property was disgusting yeah that is not a life i'm trying to never emulate. never given like the current climate where people are really worried about like things being clean and then watching the way people who work for joe exotic lived in these trailers <laughs> with no ac and there's just like stuff every and not just stuff folks but like actual trash they found a rat in one of the drawers and they were like oh look there's a rat <laughs> it's not normal no, um, it it was kind of scary. I was like, we're worried about other things, and really, we need to be worried about what's going on in this country. <laughs> Someone needs to go undercover. Yes, that's like, still happening. We are like we enjoy the entertainment factor of the show, but like also, every all those zoo leaders are like very cultish. Oh, one hundred percent. It is like it's. I did not realize it was such a world, I guess. Yeah. Like, they very much have their own little universe that they're living in. And it's just, I don't think there's really anything like it. It was bizarre and, like, fascinating at the same time. Um, yes. I mean, I'm assuming that, like, that's the show and, like, we're not going to get another season. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they'll do some sort of spinoff with, with, like... People who have like other wildlife um, facilities that aren't like about big cats. I don't know. Um, I mean, it was, this has been so successful for Netflix, obviously, that I would think they would want to try and like build upon that. But um, we'll see what happens. Give the people what they want. I mean, part of me is like, would people have watched this if we were all trapped in our houses? I think so. But yeah, then I'm like, yeah, because it's like very entertaining. It's like it's kind of like the Firefest documentaries, where it was just like a flaming dumpster fire, but people couldn't look away. <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah. Uh, well, they could continue to do that, I guess. They could continue to make different, like, documentaries that just show, like, fails in civilization. It would be interesting if they took it down the the cult route and how things can, like, just go bad really quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, with people threatening to kill each other and then, like, the whole... Everything that happens in Tiger King that I'm just like, this does not happen in the normal world. Like, people don't have five spouses and each one have their own house. Like, (laughs) it's really a bizarre show. All for that because they want to hang out with like large animals. Mm -hmm. Like, the motivation, I'm just like, oh my goodness. It made me. Did you see? This doesn't have anything to do with the cat piece of this. But did you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No. Sorry. Okay. No, it's okay. It, like, it was loosely based on the Manson murders. And I didn't know anything about that until I watched the movie. Because I was just like, whatever. Um, Folks can criticize me all they want. I'm not a history buff. And this is fine. Um, But it was, it, like, started as, like, a cult. Where people were living in, like, basically shacks. And it was, like, super dirty. And they were listening to this guy who's super persuasive. And I was thinking about like Joe Exotic and the doctor and like kind of Carol, but not really. Like she didn't seem like a cult leader, but also, you know, she had her own set of issues. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's really it like it scares me that people in vulnerable situations can then be roped into situations that are very cultish where they might do things like people are uh, like sheep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people... It's pretty crazy, like, how people will just go along with something without really thinking about the um, effects of it or consequences and whatnot. Uh, did you have any other thoughts about Tiger King? Um, no, it was a lot. It was a lot to take in, people. Yeah. What about well, you? Well, obviously, we have more thoughts on it, but... I, I think that's really all that I can, like, regurgitate at this point. Like, I'm still processing. <laughs> oh, well, fortunately, I'm sure people will keep watching this show for months. Yeah. Um, kind of like how they have been watching The Office for the last, I feel like, my entire life. Yes. Um, a show that has withstood the test of time. Uh, I mean... Yeah, I don't know if it could be made today, but it definitely... Oh, I don't think so either, but, like, it's remained relevant. Like, people still watch it It like crazy. Oh, yeah. And even though, like, it wouldn't have been made today, it's still very relevant (laughs) because, like, I've watched episodes, like, the first season. I had a job where I was like, oh, my God, my boss is Michael Scott. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Like, the cringe stuff. Like, yeah, The Office is still, it's still like that. Yeah. Um, so one of a listener wrote in and asked us to debate um, like who the worst character is on The Office. Um, so who is your pick? Pam. Oh, interesting. And why is that? Um, I think that Pam was unfair to Roy and Jim. Mm, um, yeah, she, she was. She was. Yeah, she, like, was flirting with Jim, but, like, she was still obviously with Roy. And then, like, she ruined Jim's relationship with Rashida Jones. I don't know what her name is on the show. But I'm like, oh, Pam 
you could have just broken up with Roy because you realized you didn't love him and then been like, oh yeah, I do love Jim. And they like would have been together for like the entire show for real, for real. Mm-hmm. But that's just, that's where I'm at with Pam. Who, who do you think is the worst character? Um, I'm going to go with Angela because wow. I just feel like, I don't know that I even really have to explain it. Like she's just a really like Debbie Downer and, um, I don't find her whole like stick funny, I guess. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, she's the regimented person in the office that always has to follow the rules and whatever. And like, there are definitely people like that in um, the workplace, like corporate America, whatever. Um, but I just like, I never found her funny. Okay. And I just I think feel like took- if you're not, if you're, as a character, you don't bring some sort of humor to the show. Like, I just, mm. I don't know. <laughs> we took it in different directions with why we think the characters are the worst. Yeah. I just don't feel like she adds anything, really, I guess, as a character. She's not, like, comedic relief in any way to you? No. <sighs> Whereas, like, all the other characters are annoying in their own way, but I think they're also all funny in their own way. Yeah. So that's how I landed on that. (laughs) A lot of people would say Jim, though, is the worst. Yes. The listener that asked the question definitely thinks Jim is the worst character. And I almost would agree. Like, I agree with the reasoning for why they think Jim is the worst. Um, Because he's, like, kind of mean to everyone. And he also, like plays along with Pam's nonsense. Yeah, he so, like kind of screwed that up. I mean. Yeah. So like I get it, but I still think that Pam is just a terrible person. <laughs> so it is what it is. Yeah. Um well if you have a person on the on the office that you think is the absolute worst, um once this episode comes out, please let us know. Oh yeah. Tweet at us. We'll talk about it. And we'll rope in other folks who want to talk about that. Because you know everyone on the internet loves to talk about The Office. Yes. Always. Um, So we obviously have been watching a lot of TV and movies um, since we have more free time on our hands. Um, And we both recently watched um, Uncorked on Netflix. It's a movie about um, a guy who... um, his dad expects him to take over the family barbecue business. Um, and he, the, the guy works for the business, but his passion is wine and learning about wine. And he wants to become a sommelier. Um, and so the movie just kind of like chronicles his relationship with his parents and um, the struggle of wanting to pursue his dream of being a sommelier, but then having the expectation of his parents to take over the family business. Um, And we thought that it was a relevant movie for us to watch because obviously um, it's very focused on wine. Um, But we, I think we both would recommend it to people to give it a watch. It's on Netflix. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, I enjoyed it. I didn't know really what it was about other than wine when I turned it on. Um, Emily Dranka had been like, hey, I just watched this movie. You should watch it. Um, because Netflix, I try not to like get down that rabbit hole. And I'm like, all right, I know what I want to watch. And it's 
like one of five things and I try to avoid their new section um, unless I have a purpose. Like it just, it's the way it is. Um, But it was a very, I liked that the story just like flowed well and doesn't get hung up on any like petty nonsense. Um, Like it was very, the relationship he has with his dad like when they just like don't really want to talk to each other i'm like oh that's great that they're not like forcing nothing feels forced in the movie in terms of like the relationship aspect um and it really does i like that it really shows his journey towards becoming a sommelier yeah i mean like i think a lot of people can relate to that dynamic with a parent of your parent having a certain set of expectations for you and like what you're going to do with your life and then yeah you your priorities are different and you want different things and just having to kind of you know deal with both of those things um I think that it's pretty uh pretty relevant for a lot of people um but the reason why I texted you right away and said you had to watch it was because within probably like the first five minutes of the movie this guy starts he's trying to explain um, different types of white wine to a woman and he like asked her what her interests are and she likes rap music so he um, compares like these different white wine varieties to rappers <laughs> um, so I was like this is so funny uh, but remind me again what some of those were it was like so like a Riesling he compared to Drake um, just because it like is pretty it's pretty good. Everyone likes it. Like it's a crowd pleaser. Um, a Chardonnay would be Jay Z because it's also just like everyone has heard of it. It's like a it's pretty easy go to. And Kanye West would be a Pinot Grigio mm-hmm. because it has a little spice that you don't expect. Yeah. So that was just kind of a fun, fun part at the beginning. It's like comparing wines to rappers um but yeah definitely would suggest checking that out or at least watching the trailer and seeing if it's something you're interested in the music's really good um one of the actors from how to get away with murder is in it yes so if you like that show that's a good reason to watch it oh yeah i mean in general it's a you're at home it's a solid watch you know Grab a bottle of wine. Watch a movie. It'll be great. All right. What is your hot take of the week? So uh, Dua Lipa's new album came out on Friday, I believe, of last week. And Mm -hmm. I was extremely disappointed. Oh. (laughs) I don't know what the critics are saying about it, I guess. But... I listened to the whole thing and the only songs I liked on it were the ones that she had already released as singles. So I didn't end up adding like any new songs to my playlists. Oh. Um, and I was just really looking forward to them. And I was like, none of these songs resonate with me. <laughs> so my hot take is that it's not a good album. <laughs> At least you still have the Weekends album to listen yes, to. Definitely. That is great. Good. Oh my goodness. So good. Um, what's your hot take this week? Okay, so I wrote my hot take before I'd finished watching Tiger King. Like, I was only going to watch one episode. And then after talking to you and Colin, I was like, oh, crap. I gotta finish this show. 
Um, but it is like, I, I don't, I didn't think it was like good. And I don't mean like it wasn't well done. The story wasn't interesting. Like if it was not relevant to pop culture right now, I would not want to even like go down that rabbit hole because so many aspects of it, like kind of scare me. Um, so yeah, hot take. It's just, I don't think it need to be needed to be done. Okay. <laughs> made into like this, like super flashy thing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of like glorifying these people. Yeah. And like giving them a bunch Cardi of B is like, oh yeah, I want to like start a GoFundMe for Joe Exotic. I'm like, <sighs> no, <laughs> Can we like there are a few times that I'm like, like, I, I acknowledge that there are issues with the criminal justice system, but, like, all these people, I'm like, they need to be away from society. Yeah. And, like, they need to have, like, therapists. They just need to be worked with. Like, yeah. I don't want them out on the street bringing more, like, tigers into, like, captivity. They need to do some personal growth. <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. Um, so, being at home, what, what, are, what wine are you drinking? Um, so I'm at my aunt and uncle's, um, staying with them. So I don't have to be by myself in my studio, at least for a little while. Um, and they had this wine called the Franck, which is funny because like my dad's name is Frank and we jokingly call him Franck. So (laughs) it has its own like funny meaning to our family specifically. Um, but it's Casento winery, um, the Franck, it's a Cabernet Franck, um, and it is just very, it's a very interesting wine. Uh, it has like some fruit flavors, but also like some spice. Um, and I just think in general, Cabernet Francs are kind of underrated. Um, and I would definitely recommend trying this specifically or um, another kind next time you're um, in need of a bottle of wine. What are you having? Um, I, knowing that I'd be sitting in my house for a long time, I have tried a bunch of different wines, um, and one of them was called was Radius, and I got their red blend. Um, as I always say, I typically get like a blend when it's a red. Um, and it's just super fruity and good. It was mm. good for just like hanging out, watching a movie, um, and no sports. So <laughs> I guess my movie watching wine is a nice red wine because it's almost like. You know, it's, like, hot in Texas, so I'm not trying to drink, like, a hot chocolate at the end of the day. But a red blend is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. Uh, so check check out those wines next time you um, are doing your curbside pickup of boxes of wine. <laughs> because that's, uh, that's how the process is working these days, it seems. So. Yep. <laughs> Do you have any personal plugs this week? Um, the usual, go listen to Tailgate Society pods, um, drunk dialing and matinee baseball, um, because baseball is postponed, they are still doing movies, um, that are not necessarily baseball. So this week will be bring it on. And then, um, Munch Madness begins. I mean, we're recording on Tuesday. It begins tomorrow on Wednesday. So we'll be doing that. So be sure to follow it on Twitter where it's just all the different snacks in a bracket um, to determine which one is the best. Uh, some of the category or the the regions, one is dips, 
and one is gas station food. Um, where I grew up, gas station food wasn't regularly a thing that we all went and ate, but like it's a thing, so it made it to this bracket. Um, so go vote. <laughs> and then make sure you're following the Tailgate Society on Twitter and Instagram just so you can stay up to date on all the content. Emily, do you have any personal plugs? <laughs> I think you really gave a very good summary right there, but uh, you can also follow us specifically at Sports and Corks, just spelled out um, on Twitter and Instagram. So. And keep sending in the topics you want us to discuss. Um, it can be sports related. It can be wine related. It can be just like life related. It can be pop culture. Just send whatever. We will probably talk about it. If it's something that we don't know anything about, we will give our best effort to read a Wikipedia page. We sure will. It's <laughs> all least we could do. Uh, yeah. Um, and then just to end things on a positive note, do you want to take it away with um, our Bigger Than Sports moment? Yes. So some of you might have seen that Steph Curry was talking to Dr. Fauci um, about COVID-19. And um, we picked this because while it doesn't directly relate to sports in any way, Steph Curry used his platform just to like raise awareness. Um, a lot of pe young people around the world watched this interview um, so it's just, it's important to understand the power of social media and two of like people in Steph Curry's position, kind of leveraging it to better inform the public, given people still felt like they could travel and go do things until everything shut down. And they were told like, seriously, just stay at your house. And as more cases of young people, like getting sick from COVID-19, like, I think it's very impactful that he talked about it with Dr. Fauci. Yeah, I think it's very good that he used his platform um, to educate a lot of people who might not otherwise, um, you know, have seen uh, maybe some of the White House press conferences where Dr. Fauci has been speaking and that sort of thing. So I think it's just good for him to use his platform to um, educate an audience that otherwise might not be getting that information. So get on him. Yeah. And if you see anything that's happening, um, obviously sports are paused for the time being, but if you see people like athletes, coaches doing whatever, um, that would count, like you would consider a bigger than sports moment, send it to us. Um, we are open to any and everything, like as we are able to see a lot of things on the internet right now, just because of the current situation, like it doesn't mean we're seeing everything. So like, if there are things that you're like, you all need to talk about this. You need to bring light to this. Like, hit us up. We are open to pretty much anything. Let us know. But that's all I got for this week. Yeah. Um, I hope you enjoy lots more Netflix um, and good movies. And if we see any new good things, we will discuss next week. Emily and Emily, Sports and Court.